0: Welcome to the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Mellington, and we're here for Season 2, Episode 3 with Lola Berry. Welcome, Lola.
1: Thank you for having me. Honored to be here, guys.
0: Very excited. And co-host, Ben Hucker. Welcome, Ben.
2: Hey, Jess. How's it going?
0: Yeah, good. Thanks.
2: Welcome, Lola. Thank you. Big guest today. I think it's probably our highest profile guest today. No. So so we're a bit
1: nervous about this one. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous, please. I'm just a goober. I'm a goober.
2: Now Jess, I noticed a little bit of um, fine jewelry on your finger there. What's all that about?
0: Yep, we got engaged <gasps> on Monday.
2: Engaged on Monday. Yep,
0: on the birthday, so that's exciting.
1: There oh, we go. congrats, guys! <laughs> you, you missed out on telling me that yeah, one I when know, you were talking about waiting. your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we kept that very quiet. Yep.
2: <laughs> Love it. And Jess's birthday on Monday too, so happy birthday, Jess! And thanks,
1: guys. Happy birthday, fellas. Yes, yeah,
0: very exciting.
2: Okay. Now I'll let you do the intro. Yeah, now I'm all <laughs> the rest of the flustered. Podcast. Thank you.
0: <laughs> all right, so we're introducing our third guest for season two. As we mentioned, Lola Berry. You've got a, a huge number of things on your list. You're definitely a creative entrepreneur. Do you want to talk us through what you what you do for listeners that may not know who you are?
1: Yeah, so uh, I write health books and nutrition books, yoga books. Um, I've actually... Just started working on a new book so which is really exciting so that's book 11 wow. which is mental uh, I teach yoga so I'm a bit of a yoga nerd um, trained in nutrition so nutritional medicine is like my training but I'm also studying full-time at the moment as well in acting and I am also doing a course in American <laughs> accent dialect don't ask me why <laughs> straight after this I go to a southern accent class via zoom so uh, yes, I'm just a bit of a learner and I'm obsessed with podcasting like you guys. Uh-huh. Like, I have fallen so in love with it. Are you the same? Yep, yep,
2: Absolutely. Definitely. I should say a big shout out for your Fearlessly Failing podcast. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I am I did never expect it. I know about you guys and I was reading an article about you guys on the weekend. Um, I just kind of fell into podcasting a bit and I never realized how freaking cool it is to hear people's journeys. Yep. And I'm fully obsessed with podcasting now, like obsessed, in love with it. I feel like I'm like Jimmy Fallon every time I take it very seriously.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, there's something like 100 million blogs out there, there's about 10 million YouTube channels, and there's less than a million podcasts. Really? In terms of growth and all the rest and filling that gap, it's just, it's massive.
1: Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. And you're already on season two. You're yeah, killing you it, go. guys.
2: <laughs> In the Geelong Addie, so check yeah. out the Geelong Addie if you didn't see the article at the weekend. But yeah, there's a lot going on there. And
0: Can you like, give us a demo of your accent, your southern accent? Oh, Matt,
1: so the southern one is bad, but my trigger word, so you use a trigger word to kind of like get into the accent. So for southern, I always say apple par. <laughs> apple, like pie. apple pie, Like nice apple pie. It's friggin' hard though Southern's hard American is easy But uh, Southern is really hard Why did nice you choose Southern? I didn't choose it It chose me okay. So I'm at school We're studying Tennessee Williams Who's a very famous American playwright And I've been cast in a play um, And oh, my cool. character's called Maggie the Cat And she's Southern yep. So I need to nail that accent pretty darn fast <laughs> Yeah
3: right
2: That's it, I feel like you're the the female version of Tim Ferriss. You just have a oh, lot going on. Yeah. well, that is the That's world's amazing. best compliment ever, <laughs> <It isn't>. guys. <laughs> I think the world's most pop, one of the world's most popular podcasts, the Tim Ferriss show. So yeah, uh, big compliment. have you heard?
1: There's a Ripper, and you can probably do this in show notes. I'm, I feel like I've just taken over your <laughs> prod, um, pod. Um, he does an incredible interview with Hugh Jackman. Oh, I incredible, heard it. recent. Yeah. It's like in the last month or so. Oh wow. Oh get yourselves listening to it. it's so inspiring but i love hugh jackman in fact last term at school because our whole school's gone online so i'm doing all my classes via zoom and deborah Lee Finesse, who's hugh jackman's wife yep. took us for a class and oh, yeah. right at the end hugh jackman's like g'day guys <laughs> and i'm like trying to get my phone i'm like i've got to get the photo of hugh jackman on zoom anyway it didn't work didn't get to do it but um yeah, That's he so was a cool. Yeah, yeah, he seems like an absolute legend. So yeah. all
2: the ladies in the class just drawing at that point. Yeah, I updated up my cares. Facebook
1: status <laughs> straight away and I was like, Oh my god, when Hugh Jackman crashes your Zoom class and everyone was just like, What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Hugh
1: <laughs> Yeah, big time. Well, there we go. So
2: if we can go back to the start and we'll try and step through your your journey yeah. as a nutritionist, yoga teacher, author, all the rest. So by trade, a nutritionist, yeah. that, that's where it all started for you?
1: Yeah, I'm actually, do you know, I used to be a DJ, full-blown party DJ? animal. There's yeah. nothing you don't do. Makeup, I came straight out of U 12, went into a Bachelor of Performing Arts, so I thought I'd be the next Kate Blanchett, naturally. Yep. Don't mm-hmm. ask me what, how I thought I could be that good. Anyway, <laughs> um, pulled out halfway through, the teachers were like, you're going to be a drama teacher. You're all going to be drama teachers, 99% of you. And I was like, what? I didn't sign up for that. Yeah. Pulled out much to my dad's dismay, and he was like, I really would like you to get a degree. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, no worries. Literally became a party animal overnight, DJ, makeup artist. Uh, and then I realized the partying was fun, but it was quite empty. So you kind of wake up the next day and be like, apart from being hungover, you'd also be like, Oh, where's my passion? Yeah. And I fell in love with my DJ teacher, cliche, and he um, had so much passion. And I remember seeing that in him and being like, I need to find my purpose. Yeah. And so I went on this summertime detox to look good in a bikini for him. I was like, i got to impress this epic DJ. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like looking good when you eat well is like one part of nutrition. There are so many other things you got a better mood, you sleep better, your eyes are clear, right. you know, and so then I um, just started studying it, dove into the deep end, failed my first exam, 31%, like, didn't, don't have a science brain, got a creative brain, which mm-hmm. is why I'm pumped to be on this podcast, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then I just started studying nutritional medicine, and by before I graduated, I um, got signed to Morning TV, and Morning TV was kind of like my break it was before facebook it was the myspace days i yeah. sound really old as i say that but yes yeah, so i started morning tv at 22 years old at 22 years of age so do you want to take us through that what, what was that exactly it was actually so much freaking fun yeah. uh, i to this day morning tv and live tv can't beat it like yeah. if you f up Yep. you're stuck with it. Like I've made smoothies on set before and the lids come <laughs> off Like as you're blending and you've got like David Campbell or some amazing TV host that's just like, okay, going with it. <laughs> um, so live TV is this beautiful magic kind yeah. of energy where you've just got to go with it. Yep. Um, the shows that I worked on was kind of like live to tape, which means it's pretty much the same thing. Like yep. it's still that seven second delay. And oh, a seven second delay. It's not much. It's not like
2: they taped it the day before and then No, no, no seven yeah. seconds.
1: Yeah, so you get seven second delay and then, so it's just basically if someone swears, yeah, for, yeah. even for all live TV, as far as I'm aware. And yeah, you'll do your segment and it will be on literally like Yeah, right. within... Seven seconds. Yeah, yeah, within a few minutes. Like I'll, I'll usually text dad and be like, chuck on channel 10, I'm on. <laughs> yeah. Like from the green room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first time I ever went on, I like was a bit... Crazy still from my DJ party days. So I would dress like Cindy Lauper, like massive bow in my hair. I'd wear like gold skirt, like whatever I thought was just like a bit mean, a bit outrageous. And so like my Lady, f- Lady Gaga of your time? Pro- probably it was precursor to, but Lady but not Gaga. the crazy. Well, I guess a bit of the crazy man, but not really. More just like imagine. I I almost feel like a play school teacher or something. Like you know, like just a bit. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was growing up, you know. Yeah. And do you remember the um, the Australian Idol TV host? I think it was Ian Dickinson, but Dickie was kind of like yeah. his... Do you remember? Yeah. And he was like quite controversial because yeah. he'd... Dicko, that was his name. Okay. And, he, and he'd be like... He'd tell people, don't wear that. You look crap. And he was in the green room when I did my first ever segment on morning TV. And my business partner was in the green room. And he goes... He looked at my business partner and he goes, are you with her? And he goes, yeah. And he goes... she she needs to get signed to this show she's a breath of fresh air and the moment they called cut i was just doing a one-off segment they're like can you move to melbourne and do weekly segments on the show and that's how i started that was back when morning tv was massive big viewership you got paid (laughs) to go on and you know they'd buy all your props and it'd be like you plan your day around it'd be so much fun so you
2: moved to melbourne where did you move from
1: I was living on the Gold Coast. On oh, the Goldie. Yeah. Did,
2: did you grow up Gold Coast or? Grew
1: up Melbourne. DJ yeah. teacher was from the Gold Coast. We moved up to the Gold Coast because like surfer, DJ, chippy, that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. But then when I got signed to Melbs, I moved back to Melbourne to chase the career. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. And we should mention too for our listeners that you've recently moved down the surf coast, hence the reason for I have. being on the, on the podcast today. So...
1: We figured out I've been here like seven months, six or seven months wow. since the beginning of lockdown one, Yeah, I was here.
2: And in fact, we were talking before the podcast recording and you're actually booked and headed for LA this year.
1: Yeah, I had a flight booked, I think the 15th of March, had my suitcases packed. Uh, it was just it was that week where each day the news of corona was just getting scarier and scarier and thank God I've got a therapist and he was like why are you running into a volcano right now yeah and he was like you're gonna get to America now is not the time to be doing this you're gonna waste all your money and he's like it's gonna be unsafe and then the riots of course broke out so riots too, yeah feeling pretty lucky to be here right now and I'll give America a crack next year Yeah, well, hopefully 2021,
2: the borders open up again. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, on Morning TV, you graduated as as a nutritionist by this point. Yeah. Is that where the demand came? So you obviously built a profile on TV. Is that where the demand came for a book? That so that first
1: day, I went on to do that one-off segment, and they just wanted to do a story of a young girl using YouTube to spread a message, because I'd filmed these, I called them broccumentaries, like little short, yeah. oh, I thought I was so cool at the yeah. time, broccoli. <laughs> um, and I and they just wanted to, sh- like a young girl kind of like using YouTube to spread a cool message, and it was a free yeah. way to teach people about health and Fun for me because I loved filming, you know. Yep. Uh, and that day my website broke and people were trying to buy a book that didn't exist. So the first book uh, was self-published. I had um, I had a publisher kind of like go into it with me as a team, but I still everything I did. So they kind of like funded it a bit for me, but I did all that. got my cousin to shoot it, you know, like pretty you're just kind of scrambling and learning as you go. Probably still one of my favourite book experiences to date. Um, and I just didn't know what to write, so I just wrote every segment of TV became a chapter in the book, like right. mood yeah. foods or foods to help you sleep or foods for your immune system, and that became the chapter structure of the book.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, of course. Cool. It's, it's probably a good chance to talk about nutrition and diet and all the rest. It's yeah, um, a growing concern for a lot of people, you know, living a healthy life and all the rest. So... I must admit, myself and Jess. I think we've. I don't think we've actually even talked about this at all. But we switched to a plant-based diet this time last year. Mm
1: -hmm. I and you both look so healthy. Will I say? (laughs) You look great. Pictures of health.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's your opinion on plant-based eating?
1: Yeah, you do have to get my friend Natural Harry on this because she's all about Natural plant-based. Herbs, yeah. yeah, 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 and Surf Coast Creative. All that Joe, she's both the bill bow and head. Yeah, but her books are all plant-based as well. Um I've only done one plant-based book, maybe two. I've done one that one that I gave you actually's got a vegan 7-day cleanse in it.
0: Ooh, let's try that. It's let's called
1: do the, it.
2: the, yoga the
0: Yoga Body.
1: body. Yeah. Just, just been published. It's actually it's actually 2 years old, but it is my most recent book. Yeah. Uh, and I took a big writing hiatus for hiatus, hiatus is that the word or yep. hi- 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 hiatus thank yeah. you thank you very much you wouldn't know i'm studying acting school where we do like a lot of um language work um yeah uh i took a big writing break but that one was just all about my publishers were like we want to go down the yoga path I, to be honest i got really over writing recipe books i was like yep. i can't there's only so many raw bliss ball yeah, recipes yeah. you can write and asahi mm. ball recipes you can write and so that was cool because it was like the philosophy of yoga, there's yoga um, moves in there. We actually shot the yoga sequence at Yoke, but Melbourne. Oh, nice. So the are Yoke is a local um, yoga studio up here in talks, my word for talkie. Uh, <laughs> and for I feel like I didn't answer your question they how do I feel about plant-based diet? I love it. Yeah. What works for you? I always tell when I, right up to lockdown, I did practice as a nutritionist as well, one day a week. And I'd always say to any of my vegan or vegetarian clients, just make sure you're still getting protein in. So yep. do you guys, do you eat any like cheese or eggs, you're more full yeah, no, blown no, plant?
2: No dairy. Yeah, so uh, you no just need a protein combined.
1: Yeah. So protein combining is like where you make sure that you're getting all the essential amino acids um, through plants so that means kind of like for example grains have got a different set of amino acids versus legumes right Mm -hmm. so if you make like a mexican meal right like tacos with beans it'd be good to add some brown rice to that so that you're getting the full spectrum of amino acids (laughs) so that's all i really say to my plant-based clients is like just make sure you're protein combining and you can google all that
2: yeah it was definitely a bit of trial and error to begin with but i think we've got it down pat now Mm -hmm. We tend to cook big meals, too, so we can have a little bit for lunch the next day. That's a good trick. And it's, yeah, in the beginning, it was all about personal health, and it felt good for us, so we kept doing it. So people say, why did you do it? You know, is it about saving the world and the animals and the planet and all the rest? It it wasn't really for us. Like, it was more about personal health and just getting the most out of our bodies and and life in general, so. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm feeling good. And you're both, we were just talking about age before this, you're both at perfect age where you really you can tell when someone's being healthy or not. And yeah. I think it's a re- it's a really, your thirties is such a good chance to kind of like really become the master of your temple and really understand your body. Yep. So yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm.
2: I love it. Yeah, you tend to stop partying and <laughs> partying every other weekend. Well, and not, no since,
0: chance now. <laughs> since the
2: lockdown, there's definitely some time for reflection on your lifestyle and the way you live your life, so. Totally. Definitely, it's probably been a good time to have and in like a an event like Corona, because it's made us sort of sit back and think about exactly what we're doing totally. in terms of diet and what we're eating and the rest.
0: And I've noticed on your podcast you talk about um your th- you see a therapist. You said is it weekly? Yeah. So you have a obviously a huge um thing about mental health. And can you talk us through why that's important to you? And
1: yeah. I think mental health is the king of health. I think. Uh, without mental health, even any if you went on a diet or if you know, anything like it just doesn't work until the mental health is like mm. king. And it was a naturopath that said this to me once. He said, "Lola, he's like you eat really well, you go to yoga nearly every day, but you're not doing any gym for the brain. Look at therapy like gym for the brain." And I remember I was like really anti-therapy. I was like, no. No way. Sorry, I just mouthed the F word. I was like, <laughs> no way. Like, it's so weak. Like, I, I see as there's something must be wrong with me. Um, and it still is a bit taboo in Australia. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Mm. But um, what made me go? I just went through a really rough breakup. Just one of those ones where you got no closure. And I was just like toxic from the word go. And I didn't know how to unpack that. Yep. Um, I'm a big believer in like, you do the work, you get the results in nearly any part of. My life and it wasn't working in that relationship. And when I tried to confront the situation, it kind of blew up in front of my face. And so I had no way of coping or understanding. And so a friend of mine was like, like a month or two after it ended, was like, "You're still in this and you shouldn't be. You dated a dingo. You should be kind of okay with letting go." And I couldn't let go. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I and so I went to this therapist because I was like, "I just want to get on with my life, basically." It honestly took us three sessions to kind of wrap up that relationship and understand it, process it, take it as a gift and, and move on. And at the end of that third session, I was like, can I come back and just yeah. work on other stuff? And he goes, my goal for you, Lola, is that we get you bulletproof. Yeah. And so that's why I see a therapist. And it yeah. helps all aspects of my life, my career. I can walk into a meeting and face rejection, no problems. Like, yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm very comfortable. I'm probably quite direct <laughs> yeah. but i don't that's also something that i've learned through therapy i'd rather be honest and real than fake and airy and yeah, yeah. have fake friends yeah that's a good segue into yeah. your podcast too fearlessly failing and
2: i think that's the that's the dream for a lot of entrepreneurs to be rejection proof and i think it's one thing that holds a lot of people back is rejection and you know being ostracized and um being outcast i guess for putting forward your ideas and uh, crazy business ideas and whatnot. So seeing a psychologist definitely helped with that. Or is that something that's sort of been ingrained in you for a long time?
1: Uh, Seeing a psychologist, because I work in the entertainment industry, it's awesome, but it's also really shit sometimes. So you'll get replaced by the next, Blonde nutritionist to fill that segment on TV, or you, you know, like you get, you're very replaceable, and you feel very like um, in entertainment industry in Australia because there's a lot of people who want to work in it, but there's like five networks, if that, like yep. that's being kind, uh, and so there's not much work opportunity. So you're very like you'll do a segment on a Channel Ten show. And they'll be like, okay, we don't need you again for three months because we're just going to rotate out other people who've got the same skill set as you yeah, right. that are going to look different. And, you know, so you feel very replaceable. Yeah. And so, yes, uh, I think one thing that I have got from therapy is resilience. Uh, fear of rejection, I'm a very A-type personality. So that still comes into play a little bit. Yep. But I, I now I can see, see that fear of rejection, feel it, and be like, I'm going to do it anyway. Yep. Uh, which I probably wouldn't have, I would have held myself back a little bit from. So, yeah, it's my game changer with career, with work. I'm so comfortable saying no, yep. which I wasn't. I was a people pleaser. like
0: that. Yeah, that's my big thing is to work on saying no.
1: Yeah. You've
2: actually been doing it a little bit lately, and it has a been a real. Been I can see it's <laughs> like I'm a no person more than a yes person, so it's easy for me. But I can yeah. see you really struggle with it, Jess. Mm.
1: It's so empowering when you say, and this is so cliche, but when you say no to someone, you're actually saying yes to yourself and giving yourself the opportunity to do something you love. Like maybe saying no to cash out with someone means you can put more time into the podcast. And yeah. I think when you really weigh up and that's what's been so great about COVID is that you get really clear on your values. Yeah. And a therapist does that too. Like yeah. they will make you get so clear yeah. on it and where the fear is coming from, like right at the beginning of lockdown, I, because obviously now I do all my sessions on FaceTime because my therapist is in Melbourne. And I was like, oh my God, I turned 35 this year. I'm getting really old. Oh my God, I thought I'd have a kid by now. Oh my God, I thought I'd be really successful in America by now. And he was like, whoa you're just fearing death right now. Like, let's talk about that. And I was like, oh, what? Well, this isn't something I didn't think I'd be talking about. Yeah. So you have to face these kind of, like, uncomfortable conversations. Yep. Yeah. But it's so empowering when you do and process it and feel it and yeah. get a vibe for why you're feeling those things. And the difference between me before I had a therapist, so This is I'm on to about three and a half years straight now, versus me now with a therapist i have got such a sense of who i am and i'm less willing to bend for other people because i'm just like that's not going to help me get to where i know i need to get to yeah Yeah. i think that's
2: brilliant so you're going into these sessions not with a mindset of oh there's something wrong with me it's just it's just a little bit of you know tinkering and it's like taking a car to the mechanic
1: totally he calls it building the scaffolding like i'd i'd say to him I feel like I haven't done much work stuff this week because working in entertainment, you'll go from having a work gig that pays really well to having nothing for sometimes three months. And he's like, don't worry, we're just building the scaffolding. Like we're doing the work now. Mm -hmm. And anyone that sees a therapist regularly will know that you do the best work when you feel mentally the best. Like when you're like, I don't really need to go today. What am I going to talk about? Go to that therapy session. (laughs) You'll you'll move mountains because you're clear. Yep.
2: So similar to going for a workout when you can't be bothered. It's probably the workouts that you remember the most. Yeah,
1: totally. And it's like a workout for your mind. Yeah. Look at it that way.
2: I think that's the real stigma against mental health, especially in Australia, is there's something wrong with you if you see a psychologist. But there's it can be that case of doing the scaffolding. Yeah. If you Take that mindset. It's a opens up a whole different world.
1: Totally. And it's you don't no, have to hide it. No. And I think like and that's why I love talking about it because. I, I've gone from believing, oh, there's something wrong with me. I've got, like, must have mental problems to be going to a therapist. to Now I'm like, oh, my God, I've got this secret weapon. Do you want to know what yeah. it is? This is my secret to success. Get a therapist. Understand your psychology. Understand your blind spots. Work on them, you know? Yeah. It's really empowering.
0: It's cool. Do you think um, that helps with your, like, creative process, like, 100%. I'm blocking things or do you ever have those what do they call them actor blocks? No. Writer block? Writer block, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. 100%. <clears throat> um I'm working on a manuscript at the moment and I I haven't had a writer's block day once, but it's because I know why I'm writing the book. Like I know why it's here. I know why I'm doing it. And some days you're like, shit, do I do I really feel like writing today? And you're like, let's just sit down and see, and it'll usually flow. But yeah, it definitely helps with that because seeing a therapist gets you so clear on purpose, and so you know you're doing everything for the right reasons. So yes, it definitely helps.
2: Cool. So working in TV, nutritionist, um, author, what came after that? Was there any point in time where you were working a full-time job, you know, in the office, 9 to 5?
1: No. Never? Never. So never since age... So from 18 I went straight into drama school, pulled out after a year and a half and I worked straight away in fashion and was DJing. So I was like fashion, makeup artist, so that's very weird kind of timeline. Like you yeah. don't have normal job hours there. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely practiced as a nutritionist but I've only ever done it one day a week because I'll do it to kind of like um, bring income in if I'm – you know, worried about not having a gig or something. But yeah, no, 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 I've never had a real job. So you've
2: always beaten a path to your own drum. So, yeah. Earned, earned money as a, as a freelancer. So obviously, um, built a good skill set and dealt with uncertainty. That's one of your big strengths.
1: Yeah. And I just remembered as we were saying that I did own a smoothie bar for, in yeah, Melbourne right. for yeah. like three and a half years. And so that was a kind of a job, normal job, but I was just. I'd literally just, like, be there for a bit. I'd never work. Yep. Actually, I got a lot of shitty feedback on Instagram. Why is Lola standing? <laughs> in summer, the fridge is the best place to be because it's so hot in Melbourne. Yeah. Why is Lola just standing in the fridge and not working? And I'm like, I'm here to supervise, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I got smashed for that one, oh, I remember, right. and I was like, oh, shit, I've got to be a bit more professional. But uh, oh, people are genuinely having a crack at you? Oh, I get that many trolls, it's crazy. Oh, I get really? trolls, like, yeah. uh, every second day. Yeah, so people love – tall poppy syndrome in Australia is a thing and people love to rip other people down, unfortunately. Touch wood. We
2: haven't had any haters yet for the podcast, but I I can't imagine what it's like for someone with a profile such as yourself. I mean, you've got 130,000-odd followers on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, that goes from – well, we post stuff, and you know, we have a laugh and a joke and do you get sort of a bit sensitive about what you're posting day to day and – you have to think twice sometimes or are you just,
1: you're just 100% you? Uh, so my rule with anything I do work-wise, just be real. So I'm 100% myself. But I can totally get triggered if someone's like, why aren't you and Matt married yet? And I'm like, what? And that can sometimes make me like a bit like, well, you don't know my life. Like, yeah. don't do I get really... Or like, what, the one that pisses me off the most is you need to freeze your eggs. Like, what? that's my... Yeah. What? That'd be I'm like grateful. every third day. I'd probably get that one, really? which is really confronting as a female. And yeah. it's like, well, I never, cause I've always believed and my mum is friggin' awesome and she's a nurse. So she's like, shut up. She's like, we can talk about this in five years time. Honestly, she's like, you're healthy. You're choosing to go career first. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So stop feeling guilty. So big shout out to Wendy, my mum, for always kind of <laughs> being like, she calls me girl. She's like, girl, stop worrying about it. We can talk about it down the track. So, my mum's been wonderful at catching me with that, but, yeah, I've found like women will put their own shit onto you yeah. more so than males, but generally, uh, which is really weird, but Yeah, so sometimes I can definitely get triggered. My boyfriend, Matt, is like the most grounded person. I call him bosso. Um, He's the most grounded person in the world. And he'll be like, just block them. (laughs) (laughs) Which we end up usually doing if they get a bit crazy. And you'll get full-blown crazy things. I can imagine it's
2: it's only natural to read (laughs) through the comments and sort of keep digging and wanting wanting to defend yourself as well.
1: Yeah, so I've made that mistake, obviously. Yeah, Yeah, I've definitely uh, called people out and been like, yeah, I, and that's you always regret that the next morning. Like, it's, it's like a. Do you, do you remember when you were younger and you get drunk and text an ex and you're like, "Don't do yeah. it, don't do yeah. it." It's the same feeling. The yeah. next day you're like, "Why did I?" Why did I do that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I've learned that pretty quick. Like the the block function is wonderful. Yeah, yeah.
2: And you can even go and make people unfollow you too, can't you? Yeah, as well.
1: Pro, so. I don't even know. As long as I can get it. Delete. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, yep. ra- I'm wrapped. Yeah, because there are so many good ones, you know, good yeah. people. I yeah. just want to focus on the good. Well,
2: that's the thing. Like 98%, 90% of your audience is probably really, really welcoming and yeah. yeah, loves you to bits. So
1: yeah, and you got to remember that too when you're getting the hate. <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you have lifelong fans? Do you have people that have been there since age 22?
1: Yeah. So the audience definitely grows with you. Um, but then random things will happen, like you do a podcast, and then you'll get like. Oh, I discovered you from this podcast. Like yeah. you, that'll happen heaps, and yeah. especially if you do, uh, like I was in Gold Coast, a, I don't know a year ago, and I went on Ashy Bynes' podcast, and so she's got a whole different demographic, to, in yeah. every way, different demographic to me. And so you hit when you sometimes you'll hit like people that have never heard of you before, and then they'll learn from you that way. That, that's kind of cool too. So, yeah. so I love podcasting so much because. You get to have really honest combos, and you're just yourself, so yeah. all pressure's gone, yeah. and people can kind of be like, "Oh yeah, I like I like her vibe. I'm gonna yeah get
2: yeah." I must admit that's the first time I'd heard about you was with um you did a podcast with Craig Harper yeah on the U Project so yeah
1: so that was like a year ago you know that's how long my, I think my podcast is just over a year old. There's a really good
2: message on that podcast too. I remember listening to that. And I actually got hooked on Craig Harper after that, and tuned into his podcast religiously now. So.
1: Oh, he's, he's like if you want your motivation injection yeah. every morning. Yeah. He's like, just fucking do it. Get out of your own way. He was I awesome, see, though.
2: Actually, that just reminded me. The message on that episode was motivation is unreliable. So yeah. it's about not worrying about motivation. It's just yeah. finding your why and just doing it, doing things when you don't want to do them.
1: Yeah, and he's a big one on because he's like willpower runs out. So yeah. you can't just rely on willpower. You need yeah. to have this like purpose that is very like ingrained at the moment i'm obsessed with this netflix show my boyfriend are obsessed with nick jonas in it don't judge oh, um kingdom have We've you
0: seen it but we haven't you you keep stopping on it and you're like wonder what this is like. it's an
1: mma it's an mma so it's based in um santa monica and it's like the first show that like replicates training living fighting mma i used to do oh, muay God. thai so i've got a bit of a like oh, cool I would never fight. My trainer was always like, when are you going to fight? I'm like, if I got my teeth knocked out, I would freaking die. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and it's just to see the discipline of these. And they've got a real big fighter in the fighting world. Um, his name's Joe something or other, but in real life. And he's in every scene, like, training the, these guys. But seeing a fighter's discipline, it's like they live. Up, they get up every day and all they do is, like, train. And it's like if you've got a passion or a purpose, it's like, every day you can make choices to kind of like get closer to that and it sounds very <clears throat> militant i get it mm. but it's kind of cool like i interviewed on my podcast a few days ago an actor who's i i got really nervous i was like oh my god he's worked with daniel radcliffe he's um what sam worthington like taiwan lannister if anyone's a game of thrones fan this, oh, yeah. this actor I was, like, so nervous for. My boyfriend was laughing at me. He's like, you're getting a bit flustered there. And I'm like, it's not my fault he's attractive, mate. Like, anyway, and, and uh, I said, you know, what's your – and he's like, the, "He's like, I love that kind of, like, militant discipline. And he's like, I do my vocal, vocal warm-ups every single day. And I think it's the same with a fighter, an actor, a creative. Like, you have to work on things yeah. daily. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And yoga, nutritionist, um, author, teacher – now, founder of Lola Coffee, so motivation oh, yeah. obviously a big thing for you. Where do you get your motivation, or why, or what's what's driving you? Uh, that's a pretty big question. I like <laughs> it though.
1: No, I like, I like it. Uh, I would still probably bring it back to therapy because it gets me so clear that I feel like, oh yeah, I can do that, and I'm really comfortable. Like I have ha- had companies say, oh, we love Lola Coffee, we want to do something with you, and I'm like, no because that will jeopardize Lola Coffee. I'm really comfortable, like, when you get so clear on what you want to do and what's in line with you, like, the way Lola Coffee came about, for people listening that don't know what it is, it's like a medicinal brain tonic instant coffee, but it's a clean instant no chemicals we just literally dehydrate it um but uh, when i first started dating my boyfriend i'd go to his house and he's italian so he'd have that little stove top yeah i think it's called a cafe Tierra, like um really cool that like two-part italiano one and i'd walk over with my little bag of lion's mane mushroom (laughs) and he's like what the f are you putting into the coffee i'm like this is a brain tonic. And he's really into brain stuff, loves it. And he used to be a food scientist, so he was like, okay, add some in mine." And we loved that it never imparted any flavor because you think mushroom and coffee, that's going to taste no, rain. Yeah. yeah, so you'll often smell it, but you'll never, as soon as the hot water's there, it just neutralizes any. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, his, his good friend Rob is a business investor, and so the three of us just kind of like put our heads together, and that's how that product was born but like we're working on another product at the moment it's taking freaking ages to come to life and it's frustrating me so so much but yeah. because our purpose is really clear and we don't want to uh, compromise on the materials we're using and things like that it's worth the wait so for me yeah I think it comes from purpose
2: purpose say so living our life with purpose deliberate purpose
1: yeah and not compromising it yep. like not going ah. Oh, I'll just do that thing, it's not really in line with my purpose, but it'll make that person happy. Yeah, I mean I definitely do I'll always weigh up a pros and a cons of a job. Yep. And sometimes you'll be like, Hey, that's gonna pay the bills this month. I know I've got no other work coming in and I I I like the person that works with them. Like you cannot I'll always and I'm really honest, like I won't do ever do a deal, especially on Instagram, unless I tell the audience that it's paid. Yeah. Yep. So I'm really, and that's now the law on Instagram, but I've yeah. always wanted to be very open about that.
2: You have to declare that now, don't you? Yeah. So you have a lot of faith in your income streams. So I guess we, we talk a lot about business entrepreneurship on the podcast. So it sounds like you've got a lot of different income streams. Yeah. So you must have a lot of faith that they come through each year.
1: Uh, yeah, and because I've had failure in business, like the smoothie bar bled money, and that's not an understatement. Every never open a smoothie bar in Melbourne. I'll give you that as a free <laughs> tip to anyone listening, because Melbourne is like Siberia in winter, and yeah. like who wants to drink a cold smoothie yeah. in the winter that costs fifteen bucks? Because we were using the best quality ingredients. So every summer it was like booming, but the winter you just be, it'd be so sad, like yeah. no one would be there, and you would do everything like. Put soups on the menu and toasties, but wasn't enough. We were known as, as a smoothie bus. Every winter, I'd have to float that company, and yeah, that right. means I'd be putting in my own cash yep. to keep it going and pay wages. Yep. So, like, because I've experienced that kind of failure, and like being brought into a room with my business partners who are pretty big wigs in the Melbourne coffee world, yep. and then being like, "Hey, it's not working. We're out." And like, I just wow. I just burst into tears. I had five. I was one of five business partners of that smoothie bar. All males. I was the only girl, and I just like burst into tears, and they were all really awkward. <laughs> there was one really cool business partner that's like, "I'm just gonna walk you out now," and he gave me the biggest hug, and he was like a legend to this day. Shout yeah. out to Locke. But I just said to them, and I and I knew that I needed to. I knew that I was being emotive in the moment, and I said, "You need to give me two weeks," yeah. and they offered me a really good rate to buy them all out. And I think that everyone thought I'd take that, including myself. And I just remembered thinking, do you really see yourself running a smoothie bar in Melbourne? And and I knew that my goal was like, I really want to travel and try and crack other markets. Yeah. And I was like, if I tie myself down here, I'm going to be limiting the big dream. And it was a hard choice, but through therapy and yeah. um, I'll, I'll always take my business plans to my therapist. We're like, so what do you reckon? And <laughs> Um, and I needed preface. My therapist works with uh, high-powered businessmen, fighters, and actors. So he works specifically on people that have high-risk jobs. Okay. And so as a result, that I think that's why I'm so drawn to him because he doesn't beat around. And he used to be a fighter too, so he doesn't beat oh. around the bush and and whatnot. So and I, and then I walked in and I was like, thanks so much. I'm ready to sell, guys. And they were all like gobsmacked. And then we yeah. sold. And then we sold ha- a happy place. And it was the coolest experience. I worked with the my business partners were freaking amazing, and I learned so much. But that was a failure. Like, let's call us spade, spade a
2: spade. Even though you found the buyer for the business,
1: yeah, and I got my money back. I didn't yep. make squillions, but I got everything back that I put in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a Which business.
2: Is pretty good compared to what some people can. Yeah, but out on these days. I would have
1: loved to have sold that for a couple of million bucks yeah. you know it was a beautiful space The fit out was like there was clear quartz in the ground and you know yeah. like it was the recipes were foolproof they were all out of my books like a lot of heart went into that yeah. and so yeah. for selling it for just what you put in that doesn't go into the time and the yeah. hours and the you know the managing humans yeah. <laughs> that you do with hospo um yeah so because i've had that failure pretty young in my career like 32 or something, 32. 33, like, now I feel pretty fearless. Yep.
2: And that was that around the time of the relationship breakup too?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. a lot happening that year. Yeah, yeah, now, that you, that, now that you pointed <laughs> out, I guess. <laughs> but it's good because it, it kind of like shakes your feathers up. It ruffles yeah. you. Yeah. And when you know you can go through these really crappy experiences, although the smoothie bar wasn't crappy, the relationship breakup definitely was, and you, nothing bad happens, and actually... Good shit can come from it. It's very empowering and it, yeah. it makes you feel quite fearless.
2: Yeah, I must admit we've built a lot of courage during the podcast. Initially, it was kind of, oh, you know, is anyone going to listen? You know, if we get 10 downloads, is it going to be a failure? Are we going to have to beg people to come on? <laughs> and it's been so much fun. Yeah. And it's yeah. just opened up a whole new world for us. So.
0: And we get to learn, like, from you guys, like, from all the guests. like.
1: I feel the like, exact the same as yeah. you, just so yeah. you know, like... I had a few guests on this week and I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I have such a small fry. I was flipping out. And and at the end I was like, hey, I was so nervous for that. And they're like, why? (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. But, yeah. And I put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, you guys, just for people listening, I've got printed notes in front of me that have been supplied. (laughs) And, you know, I, I think people don't, like, I think... I consume a lot of podcasts, and you can see a lazy podcast from someone that's put the time, the effort, and the research in like you guys have. And I think that it's a testament to this podcast. Oh, thank Thank you. you. Can we put that on our (laughs) testimony? Go for it. Go for it, guys. (laughs) Use that one.
2: Take note, minutes thirty-nine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah, we do put a lot of effort into it, and you know, people think, oh, yes, this is a podcast. You know, you have a have a chat, and then you upload it to the internet, and off you go. But Yeah, we've got an accompanying blog post for every podcast. We do the show notes. We do the chapter markers, all that stuff, as you know. Yeah. Do all the the sound editing and all the rest. So it's a big job, but so much fun. So
1: so much fun.
0: Can I ask how your podcast started? Like, why did you decide to get into yours?
1: Uh, I guess so. Also, my boyfriend is my MVP without fail. (laughs) So he... He's obviously he's a music producer, and so this like sound recording, like he's got my jingle at the start, like he's Mm -hmm. just so talented. And you know we've been together for so long, and I and I before I even met him, I was like I really want to do a podcast. I could talk underwater, which I know you guys now know. (laughs) Uh, And and I was like I just I really want to. I one of my passions, and this is where the podcast has taught me this. I get so inspired hearing people's journey. And I don't care if we're talking about kite surfing. Do you know what I mean? Like as long as that's that person's passion and they're like authentically living that, get them on. Like I want to hear passion. That's all I really care about. And it's something that I've always cared about before the podcast existed. So the podcast came out of, although it's called Fearlessly Failing and about showing that, I guess the hardship that comes with success that often you don't, you know, you hear overnight success, yeah. but it's like how many failures were there before yeah, that? The
2: 25-year overnight success story. Right,
1: correct. Yeah. And I just think the what I love about the podcast is you get to hear yeah. the journey. And yeah, it blows my mind, like just researching people and knowing how hard they've actually worked to get to where they get to. Yeah. Like it's not by luck or coincidence. These guys have pounded the pavement.
2: Absolutely. That's why we wanted to get you on today as well. I mean, you can look at your profile and go, oh, you know, Lola's killing it. She's got it easy. But we've heard your story today and it hasn't been easy. There's been a lot of challenges and setbacks and heartbreak and all the rest. So it's fascinating to peel back the layers. Yeah.
1: And I think all those challenges, and that's the game why I do my podcast, all those challenges make you like stronger and clearer and more successful because you've got this like and that's what's also wonderful about being in your 30s you actually know who you are yeah Yeah. and you're really good with the fact like i will now look forward to failure because i'll be like this f's up i'm gonna have learned this great like i two weeks ago i made a mistake i i had a meeting and they're like oh we want to do this thing with you send me through some ideas and i said to my boyfriend Bossa, i was like Something doesn't feel right, and he's like, "Yeah, you're doing something you shouldn't be. Like it doesn't. He's like, I know that you don't want to do this thing. Like, and so I was like, What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And I just, my brain was like, You've learned this lesson before, Lola. Ask them for a contract before anything happens. And I was like, Hey guys, can I have a contract? Haven't heard from them back. Haven't heard oh, a word really? back. Yeah. Right. And I was like, Great. All I had to do was assert that that I meant business, and yeah. and because the values were already out of alignment, it was such an easy. And that's because I've learned that from the past. Yeah. I've learned you've got to do stuff with a contract. like. Yeah. Yeah. So it, the failures are gifts, <laughs> definitely.
2: And yeah, obviously a big thing for you to take your values into every project and business idea that you have, that's important to you. Definitely, yeah. definitely. That's your foundation.
1: Yeah, values, I'm really clear on values. And values is how I navigate every single friendship and relationship in my life. Yeah. And even when I uh, a couple of break, oh, I can't go going about breakups. But I um, had a couple of breakups before the yuck one. I was in a really nice relationship, but the values weren't right. And I remember I was like, "This is really sad because I'm going to have to call this," and mm. which I did, and it was horrific, and you know, all the heartbreaky, teary thing. But I said our values just are totally out of alignment, and if we look down the track at that val- at at us, like we will end up resenting one another because the values just aren't right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and so, like, for me, values are, like, a real cornerstone of how... Even you guys, like, you're both doing your plant-based diet. That's a value that's aligned. Yeah. You know, yeah. you care you care about your health, you know. I, I think... Yeah, I think values are key. Yeah. Key. I must admit, I, I couldn't have done the plant-based diet without just his assistance
2: and recipe ideas and all the rest. I would have given up long ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, even... Uh, we had a few drinks the other week. You know, it was, you know, corona sort of taking its toll and had a few drinks the other week and the other week and the next day I was like, You just felt like KFC. Like oh, yeah. Your chicken. Yeah. Like, just yeah. take me there, but ended up having something really healthy for lunch instead. Sobol. So, so,
3: Yum,
0: you know, Sobol. wall. That sounds that's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, um, we have a question that we ask all our guests, Okay. It's about um, creativity and do you think it's a matter of nature, so you're born with it, mm-hmm. or nurture, like something you work on? A or... uh,
1: little from column A, a little from column B, I would say probably more the latter though. I think that, uh, they say this in acting school, 99% of actors obviously fail because they don't make it, and then are like, it's, and I asked an actor this just last week, it is All work ethic. Like you put the work in, and I mean like live, breathe, eat, sleep. Like understand your psychology, tick one. Like understand your body, understand your breath, understand your character, understand the writer. Like I'm doing a play at the moment of Tennessee Williams I mentioned earlier. I've been reading his will.
2: Right, like you can go
1: so you can deep time if you want to to understand the writer's brain. Right, like full immersion. Right, and I think that work ethic and so yes i've definitely naturally got that like my dad's uh vet still Mm -hmm. to this day and he set up his own business the year i was born and it's still the same vet clinic you know almost 35 years on and so obviously i've been around seeing dad build a business from you know, baby 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 and then my mum being so driven and really creative mum's always doing like she'll I always remember she was a photographer model but then when she became a nurse which is her main career but she'd be doing a lead light course on the weekend or yep. you know she'd be painting or and so I think the creativity has probably come from mum yep. and then seeing that like business from that that's possible from dad, and then work ethic, I think that's, I've, I've built in, and I would attribute a lot of my recent work ethic to acting school because I just see how hard these guys work. Yep. So that's a big priority for you now, the acting. Yeah, and I don't know why it just scares the shit through me. That's why I do it. it. Sounds like
2: you don't th- do things by halves either. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, you're putting full commitment into that, and you actually want to take it somewhere. Hence the move to LA, and or was that more for business yeah, reasons or both? Both
1: reasons, yeah. yeah so um, definitely want to get back to acting. Incorrect. I've got a lot of fear of rejection. If I'm being really honest with you guys, especially like. Um, most female actors kind of make it before 30 in America. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, to think I'm too old. Like, that's a scary thought as well. Uh, But at the same time, I think, like, if I was really honest with you guys and, like, no bullshit, like, I'd love to be a talk show host. Like, I love, like... Jimmy Fallon and like I love holding space for people. That's why I love podcasting. And studying acting, like now I understand lenses, like I understand how the presence of like when you're on set and the reason why I started studying acting was I got given an audition for Channel 7 to co-anchor a new show. Yeah. And I, I was so freaking nervous. I cannot tell you. That's like the dream for me. Like uh, if yeah. I could, if I got anchor a TV show, woohoo, Feet up. <laughs> life is sad. Like oh man. Like I love the energy on set more so than theatre. Like theatre's cool because the work ethic pays off. But uh, and, like you can work really hard on something. Like I was saying, analysing a script, but something about being on a set having five cameras going you've got like grippies you've got like this there's an energy of everybody is kind of getting together for the moment that red light flashes and boom you're on and I did Mm. this audition and it was all via so you had to be reading auto cue, so that means the the script is running as you're reading and I had a real fear of it because I've always felt like a bit semi-dyslexic and I know that sounds like a really weird thing to say but I haven't ever come easy to reading out loud as a kid mm-hmm. it's never come easy to me and so I went in and my agent sent me the script before and I was like great I'll just wrote learn it so that I don't need to worry about the cue. and as soon as I sat down the um I was next to Tim Robards you know the um he was like a bachelor chiropractor so we were co like anchoring together Yeah. and they're like guys we're just going to switch your um scripts around oh no and I'd learned yeah. My line, so I then learnt his lines and I was like, fuck. <laughs> and I remember thinking, okay, you didn't know Auto well enough. Like, yeah. and I, I came out of that experience. The show never got greenlit. Like, I can't tell you how many pilots like that I've shot. Um, and then and then I sat down again and I, uh, with a different, so we're basically chemistry testing us with different hosts. And okay. I sat down next to Limo, who's like, kind of, he's on the project, comedian. And he was like, fuck the script. Lola we're just gonna freestyle this and I was like okay which I did better with because I love comedy so I was just like leaning into like his gags it was a lot of fun for me but yeah the show never got greenlit and I remember I just called up an acting school I googled one near me and I was like and I knew I was still planning to go to America but I was like I got time may as well learn I was like can I get into a tv presenting course and they're like no it's full like have you thought about acting and I was like Oh my God, that makes me feel like swimming with sharks. Like, yeah. that's how scary that feels yeah. for me. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's probably a good sign. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's an eight week course. Who cares? Like, did it. And I was like, oh, I love this. And it scares the shit through me. I've got to run towards that feeling. And to this day, acting school does the same thing. And um, I feel like the greenie, like the real rookie in the class. And I'm 10 years older than everyone. I'm like, I just feel like, I'm like, oh shit, I'm playing catch up. But I love it. And it scares me and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. why I'm there. And it and it the it's probably just gonna help me more doing T V hosting down the track. And if I get to do a bit of acting, I'm like, shit man, like Alan DeGeneres was the voice of Dory. How cool would yeah. that be? That's as right, well yeah. as doing yeah. and James Corden acts and does the talk yeah. shows. So that's kind of the the ultimate dream for me. I just love holding space and hearing people's journeys, although I feel like I've been taking out most of the space today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's good. It actually, reminds, I can understand that adrenaline rush for live TV, in a previous life I was a portfolio manager for a fund manager in Melbourne. Yeah. I used to do live updates on Sky Business, yeah. so I had to go to Fox Studios at Southbank. How cool. And stand there and it'd be, you know, okay Ben, get marked up and everything. Never so being good. marked up. And so same thing. Actually, there's no auto queue. Just had to sort of memorise a couple of companies and start talking about them and economic conditions and all the rest. Wow. Did you like it? I loved it. Yeah. I was absolutely packing myself though. I was this close to just walking away.
1: Oh, the adrenaline is so fun because you you have this one moment of like sheer like, oh, if I... What am I doing? And if I stuff this up, it's there. (laughs) And like I've stuffed it up before, like when I would go on doing nutrition segments often the host if they haven't read the briefing notes which is super common and that's fine will be like so i've got a question about licorice tea what part of the body does that work on and i'm like i'm a nutritionist i'm not a naturopath i don't know <laughs> licorice is a herbal medicine i'm like and i got really comfortable going i don't know i'll check it out yeah. for you and let you know next week i got well, that, really comfortable that's doing what that
2: happened on the the first update that i did the guy came on and asked seven questions he asked literally seven questions about donald trump and the current situation in america Donald oh, wow. Trump had just come into a power and I was just I was sitting there ready to talk about BHP and some other company. And I'm thinking Yeah Donald Trump US politics um the beast. Ended up rambling <laughs> off some some answer and I had a couple of trader mates who sent me a text straight away saying, Just saw you on T V Awesome answer. What a ridiculous question.
1: Yeah, you get thrown under the bus a bit. And that's one thing to know about working in television as well. There are some freaking amazing people. And I still remember the people that have had my back from the get-go in TV. And, in fact, I talked about one of them on the podcast yesterday, David Rain. He had a TV show called 9am with David and Kim on Channel 10. It was like that, not breakfast show, that like 10, that I'm like all the new mums had watched that show. You know, you're home with the kid. And I would always get so nervous and kind of get a bit off track and he'd be like so Lola bring us back to we're talking liver detoxing today (laughs) and he'd be so great and he's like tell me what the lemons do you know and and he and I remember feeling so nurtured by him Mm. because he knew the content and he was able to steer me back and it's very rare that a host will get their ego out of the way and really want the best for you yeah and yeah. to the point that, like, his co anchor, Kim, would always be like, Oh, here's your favourite. Your favourite's back today, whenever I'd be. And I'd be like, Hey. <laughs> and, and, and to this day, like, I've worked in a lot of different TV shows. That guy had my back more than anybody yeah. else. And he's now like a host on Getaway. And I'm not surprised because that he's got such a long standing career.
2: Skill, isn't
1: it? Well, <clears throat> to have no ego and to be great. Yeah. And to, and I posted this on my Instagram about a week ago. Um, you know how the. Wonderful actor from Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, passed away. He was like the the, the lead guy of Black Panther, which yeah. is like a big Marvel movie. Yeah. And he tragically passed away at age 43 from bowel cancer. And I was a lot of – because I follow these acting accounts, I was posting a lot of stuff about him. And there's this video of Jimmy Fallon um, doing a segment with him where he and Jimmy Fallon were hidden behind a curtain and his fans were talking straight to a picture of him and they were like, we're going to film this thing. For your hero just tell us what you thought of the movie and what you think of him and then he'd come out and surprise them all yeah. and it was the most like heartwarming thing to watch and i watched jimmy Fallon because obviously i just love talk show hosts and he was just holding the space it wasn't about him and it was really beautiful to watch this like these fans having this moment of meeting their hero this hero like being such a friggin' legend and then jimmy fallon kind of making it all happen it was it's on my instagram if anyone wants to watch it it's really <laughs> yeah, really yeah. and you'll cry by the way because oh, yeah. he, he just he's got such a great heart yeah, yeah really cool anyway i digress as per usual we'll bring you back to <laughs> yeah sorry and <laughs> the guys are a
2: good host we'll bring it back to so we i think we've covered pretty much i feel like this episode could keep going for another I hour know, to be honest <laughs> We've touched on you, we can we can see it's pretty obvious that health and fitness is important for your lifestyle and yeah. obviously as a yoga instructor can you take us through a bit of a day in the life of Lola Berry?
1: Yeah, it changes all the time. Surf so Coast Lola. Yeah, well Surf Coast Lola we're kind of in stage three lockdown still at the moment as we record this. So and I'm so lucky that we get to do this in real life because it's technically work. I am so wrapped. I've got two guests lined up for that are on the surf coast and I'm like, yes, <laughs> real life, work. Um, and for me, because we are in lockdown, my I'll get up now and I'll do an online yoga class. I've found a really good online yoga school. Um, and then I'll, I will intermittent fast on black coffee, usually three, three to four days a week. So I have my black coffee, do yoga. People say don't do coffee before yoga, I always do. Or I'll go for a run. So running, I, I'm loving at the moment because you don't have to wear a mask and yeah. you can breathe fresh air, yeah. which is really nice.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then I'll usually get into emails. Like I think you got an email from me early this morning. Like I'll get into emails pretty early on and just kind of like I'm a morning person. So yeah. I'll use that time to either prep podcasts, uh, learn lines, uh, just kind of do all that kind of life admin stuff it's actually
2: a really common thread among all our, all our guests
1: morning people
2: yeah To get up yeah. early and get into things and send exercise emails, first do and the then, life admin yeah. exercise first and yeah, yeah. emails and all the rest get it done by 10 o'clock and then yeah, got your creative projects for the yeah the day.
1: totally totally and i think i feel guilty if i haven't moved first thing it definitely is important mentally for me to do that and then um the afternoon's always changed like i've got a zoom dialect course straight mm-hmm. after this and then i've got a fitting at a yoga place like I, it's weird like my life is weird and then i'm doing Sounds crazy like it's a lot of variety yeah i'll do manuscript writing this afternoon oh, wow. i'll do i've got a zoom with my podcast agents this afternoon as well yeah. i don't know like just a bit of
2: yeah there's no
1: one day the same never you've got to be from
2: that little morning routine
1: yeah you've got to be captain of your own ship yeah. and you've got to be pretty driven i'd say
2: that's yeah, very cool.
3: Hmm,
0: I like it. Do you want to give the listeners um, one piece of advice for maybe someone who wants to turn their passion into a business?
1: Yeah, don't listen to what people say, like other people's opinion of you. Like, it's really uh, my first year nutrition teacher. I remember she said to me if you've got a dream, you've got a goal, you've got a passion, you're the only person that can get you there, and you're the only person that can stop you. that's pretty
2: good so you're pretty much your own worst enemy aren't you
1: but you're also your own hero so you can take it how you want you know like yeah you're your own worst enemy like you're the one that, like I know if I skip a bit of exercise for a few days I know that I'm like psychologically self-sabotaging I'm very aware I'm like I better get back to it tomorrow <laughs> um but also like i'm also the person that when i do look after myself, when i do do that you are your, your own hero too yeah. so yeah. it's kind of like up to you and but when i say don't listen to other people's opinion other people will put their own fear onto you mm-hmm. and so be really comfortable of just kind of like smiling at that yeah. and being like i can see that that's okay that's yours that's not mine don't take it on board
2: yeah i've noticed that with the podcast like i had some doubts in season one, so you know, is anyone really, really tuning in and listening and then can have some serious doubts and um, trepidation, interviewing guests and reaching out and whatnot, despite all the evidence, like our Instagram account is growing, our subscriber base is growing, our website traffic is growing, all the evidence says people are interested in this, and yet you still have that little voice going, come on mate, you know, go back to the office, nine to five, that's your thing, so...
1: Yeah, but that's us just just protecting ourselves. That's that part of the brain, that like primal ice age that is designed to look for the negative and Mm -hmm. to doubt and to fear so that we survive. And we don't have cyber tooth tigers chasing us down the street anymore. So we don't need, you need to learn to kind of like let that primal side go and be like, oh, that's just doubt. Yeah. Life's too short for that.
2: Exactly. You had a good point about the Sabertooth Tigers. <laughs> I started doing um, some training in public speaking last year with Toastmasters. Cool. Yeah, so cool. I've been there, a member there, a City of Greater Geelong Toastmasters. So if you want to come and learn public speaking, then come along. They meet oh, once a month, every second Wednesday. Oh, that'd still Thursday. be going, wouldn't it too? Yeah, we've been meeting online on Zoom. So. Ah, oh, cool. we been having some really funny meetings. That's where I've learned Zoom, basically. It's, uh, yeah, a lot of fear in the beginning and, you know, it's that fear of, I remember that first speech, they call it an icebreaker, and you've got yeah. to get up and tell a personal story yeah. for between five and seven minutes. And at That's the time, solid.
1: It like, That'd feel like about four oh, years. But
2: <laughs> then you're up there and you're talking and next minute they've got a green green light for five minutes, yellow light for six minutes, seven uh, red light for seven minutes. That, that means get off, like yeah. stop talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the yellow light and I remember thinking, but I'll be six minutes. Like, gotta get off. And then I saw the red light. Oh wow. So yeah, it's great for punctuality and you know, being um saying what you need to say, basically, getting your message across. But again, don't fear it anymore. And it would help your podcasting so much. Yeah.
1: Do you notice, can you see the difference in the way you podcast, interview people? I notice it from acting school. I'm like, I'll say to Matt, (laughs) my boyfriend, I'll be like oh, am I getting better at the ads because I'm doing dialect work? And he's like, yes, less of a bogan now. Uh. <laughs> but like you understand like dialect work, they make you do all this jaw and tongue exercises. Yeah. You look quite crazy when you're doing it, but you have so much more access to space in your mouth and studying acting, you're studying language. And so one of my great teachers says to me, we're building your lexicon of words. Hmm. So you've got, which means you're just building all these more words that yeah. you can kind of like tap into. And I'll, I'll see my, cause I used to my fear with podcasting was that I'm not smart enough for my guests. So yep. I had that, like I was like, I had someone come on Tim Silverwood. So he created take three for the sea, which oh, is an amazing yeah. yep. um, charity where, yeah, you, every time you go to the beach, you take three bits of ocean away with you at ocean <laughs> rubbish to yep. save the ocean and the wildlife. Yep. And he came on and started talking about politics. And I was like, like I, like I, it's to this date, nearly the highest listened like episode. The
2: same questions oh, really? about Donald
1: Trump. Right, but he was amazing, and I was, but I, I ended it and I called Matt straight away. and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not smart enough for this for that podcast. I would have sounded so dumb." And he was like, "Let it go." But it just really let Tim Sean, and yeah, I think it's our second highest listeners. Wow. Yeah. There you go. I have
2: to listen
3: to that one.
2: Yeah, I haven't heard of that guy before, but I'll oh, yeah, have to look that cool. up.
0: So. You see the stickers everywhere. Like, it says, take three, and there's, like, take a three. sea turtle on it. Like, it's- Yeah. I been, mean, I love it. Yeah. It's a great initiative. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of construction activity where we live at the moment, and there's just rubbish everywhere from building sites. So, it's something we need to do, I think. Get a bag. Yeah, and it's really easy, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking down our run sheet, making sure we haven't missed anything. Mm-hmm. One question was about dealing with off days. So... I gather you have some pretty dark days off days yeah where you just want to pack it in and not necessarily pack it in but i don't know maybe take a break for a month how do you deal with those really bad dark days
1: i mean the beauty of being in torquay is uh i'll just get out into nature like yeah. i'll just be like to boss i'll be like i need but it's called biophilia the healing power of mother nature and i'll be like let's just go for a hike so we like you know, just I love doing Janjuk steps, like just something to reset. Usually you just need to change the channel for even like half an hour. Yep. And by changing that channel, you can get a bit of perspective. Yep. Uh, but yeah, usually that'll do it for me. Or um, this is going to sound like a really weird one, but if I have a bad day, I watch Steve Irwin videos on oh, YouTube. Oh, there you go. Oh, really? I'm yeah. obsessed. Yeah. yeah. He, he, to me, he always lived with such authentic unapologetic passion yep and i love that and he was always my business mentor i was always like i'm gonna be the fruit and veggie version of steve Irwin. and people like what are you do? wrestle broccoli and i'm like no that guy's real he's passionate he's freaking intelligent like he'll be like this amphibious (laughs) like he yeah and so steve Irwin docos for me are usually a uh little reset button
2: yeah. yeah he came up in season one i know he's a big inspiration for xavier morello who owns wildlife exposure on oh the South Coast. yeah massive on conservation and education in wildlife so
1: makes sense
2: so yeah. there you go that might be the secret steve Irwin. you can look him up on youtube i gather and...
1: yeah but you just here we like he'll be like this beautiful little thing and oh, like he's <laughs> you know, just got his passion for friggin snakes or yeah. spiders and you know, and but there was something about his spirit. Like I've since watched his kids and Terry and stuff, and they're wonderful. I dedicated one of my books to him, and Terry invited me to Australia Zoo, oh, that, and I had a good. I had an animal encounter with a binturong, which if you're like, what? Yeah. It's like half possum, half bear, oh, and they oh, smell yeah. like popcorn. <laughs> really, popcorn. dead set popcorn. Like I just want to pick them up and eat them. Well, that so they put food <laughs> in your hands and they jump all over you yeah, and. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but there's something about him and I just think he had this really powerful um, energy and yeah, I Steve Irwin definitely yeah. up there for me. That's cool.
2: It's been such a good chat Lola, I'm very conscious that you have to get back to your busy schedule, so been going for about an hour now, but I'll hand it back to Jess. I feel like we need to do a part two down the I know. track. I I don't think we've done justice. I mean, it's such a good message just to get out there and do your thing
1: Yeah, man, you got, and life is short. Just like go and go after the passion. You got to. You don't want to have regrets.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so Lola, for listeners, can you tell us where to head for your website or Instagram? Anything you want to?
1: yeah i've got a website insta's really easy because i'm like on it 24 7 so that's just yummo berry with two m's in mm-hmm. the yummo bit uh and i'm the one on there so if you ever want to dm me i'm always there and but yeah i've got i've got a website and everything as well which i think is just lullaberry.com yeah i think yep
0: nice <laughs> and then your
2: podcast
1: yeah so it's on all same as you guys like it's on spotify apple all podcasting yep yep listening outlets wherever you
2: get your favorite pods
1: there you go thank you but yeah you just type in fearlessly failing it should come up straight away
0: perfect well thanks for joining us today it was a pleasure to have you on and we definitely learnt a few new tips Um, so for all our listeners out there thanks for tuning in and make sure you head to wherever the rating thing is and hopefully give us a five star leave a comment say hello
2: yeah if you're tuning in on itunes make sure you leave a rating a little comment yeah. Doesn't have to be a novel. Just a little comment and a rating. We <laughs> really, really that appreciate it. Yeah. And click subscribe, that subscribe button. Click that subscribe. Yeah. Perfect. Appreciate all your feedback. Big welcome to to a couple, a lot of new subscribers this week. We had a bit yeah. of media during the week, so uh, welcome to the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Lola.
2: Thanks Big again, love. Lola. Really Thanks. appreciate your time today. And I know you're probably off to LA next year, but I honestly hope you stay on the surf coast
1: um you'll be stuck with me a little bit longer (laughs) dad's got a holiday house down here so that's why i'm here i'm sure i'll be back
2: (laughs) yeah very cool so thanks very much for your time again today lola and all the best for the remainder of 2020.
1: thank you right back at ya